Again, we are expecting Tim Hasselbeck, former Boston College NFL quarterback, to join us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Matter of fact, he's just connected with us. The ACC Network analyst is on the call, television call, for uh, number 17 UNC and Pitt this Saturday with West Durham. That's an 8 p.m. Eastern time game. Uh, Tim, thank you for taking the time. Um, we'll start with this. You're calling the UNC game th- this weekend. Um why haven't we seen Drake May throw for three, four, five touchdowns yet this season like we, we almost became accustomed to early last year? Well, <clears throat> I think part of it is, you know, I think there's there's definitely an effort. Um, you know, Phil Longo was the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator a year ago. He's left and now at Wisconsin. And when Mac Brown was you know, trying to figure out what he wanted um, to do with the offensive coordinator position, he definitely had a few things in mind that he wanted to do better as a team, because I think that there were just some things that he felt like were maybe holding them back. And, um, you know, basically the, the issues were we want to run the football better than we've been able to run the football. We want to take hits off of the quarterback, which, um, you know, is probably, connected to running the football more often and running it better. And then he also just wanted to be better at running the football in the red zone. And so, you know, there was definitely a clear effort to say, look, we're, we need to do this better. We're not going to put it all on Drake as much as, you know, attempting to do that. And so I do think that that is part of it. And the team is kind of built to be able to run the football. It is, is he still living up to expectations? I mean, coming into this year, number two overall pick was almost like the his last name, right? Drake May was his first name, and future number two overall pick was almost always followed by it. It's like being an Oscar nominee or something, right? It just it's part of your right. title. Uh, despite the the lack of maybe the flashy stats, do you still see him as that player? I do. In fact, I'll tell you, I think he's going to be the number one overall pick. Really, I think that he is the best player that I have seen in the 15 years that I've been doing what I'm doing. I think he's that good. I think he's a near perfect prospect. Um, I think in, you know, so in the 15 years I've been doing this, it's, I've seen everyone from Matthew Stafford to Andrew Luck to, you know, all the guys that, that have kind of been through that. I think he's that uniquely talented. I think he's got that type of, you know, the, the right type of makeup for it. Um, and so, that doesn't mean that, you know, he's never going to have a bad play. You know, it doesn't mean, I think sometimes we fall into the trap of, Hey, look, Andrew Luck was, uh, you know, the best prospect since John Elway, you know, well, you know, you go back. I mean, I I remember watching his bowl game and, you know, he threw one of the dumbest interceptions (laughs) I think I've seen anybody make. I mean, it, so it, I mean, you know, it like it happens to all of them. I mean, anybody that plays the position, like it happens to you Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so, um, so that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect all the time. The reason I say it is this, he's, his demeanor is perfect for the type of leadership anybody is looking for the, um, he's, he's so competitive. He's so accurate. He's, um, he's so smart. Like it's just, there's, and then when you see his size and just everything about kind of how he is just uh, approaches the game, sees the game, understands the game, all of that on top of all of the ability. And then just the poise 
you know, I can't tell you how many quarterbacks I've seen that, you know, they have high expectations on them and they're miserable. Like they can't wait for it to be over and be on an NFL team because they think that that's the destination. Mm -hmm. This kid's having fun playing football. Like he, he's not worried about the pressure of, Hey, they thought I was going to be the number one pick, the number two pick, but like he's unfazed by it. Tim Hasselbeck joining us here. So, sorry, Tim. I, let me let me just let everybody know about your uh, your your call coming up this weekend. Boston College NFL quarterback Tim Hasselbeck will be on the ACC Network calling number seventeen North Carolina against Pitt Saturday night with with West Durham, the voice of the ACC, eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tim, well, l- l- let me let me go this way with it. Um, I agree with a lot about what you're saying about Drake May and. You know, if you're if you're going to be the number one or number two overall pick, you probably don't hang around on campus unless you are somebody like Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, and and, and you really value that senior year. Um, the Tez Walker situation has become kind of the story for North Carolina. You've been in locker rooms a whole bunch of different levels, uh, in a whole bunch of different roles. Uh, does the team, and I'm talking about the the people in the locker room, need to move on a bit and start focusing on what they can control and make sure they don't let something off the field, maybe waste or hinder, you know, your last season with Drake May on campus? Yeah, look, I think that's a fair um, observation, and you have to wonder about it. I think what is probably, you know, superseding, um, you know, this uh, idea of like, hey, they ruled, let's move on, is I think that there is genuine um, concern, frustration, hurt, and I mean genuine. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean talking to coaches and their eyes welling up because they feel so bad badly for the kids. Still, and that was that was this but week. I, uh, that was before I talked to them. Um, I guess with that before the App State game. Okay. Like I think they feel that badly for him because, listen, everybody lived through 2020, and everybody you know saw like look some some conferences added teams that that weren't in their conference to play like the or, or know, pretend members of your conference you welcomed them in correct. as a full member for a year in notre dame yeah yeah so like people canceled football like states canceled high school football like there are mm-hmm. so many things that changed tez walker went to north carolina central and they did not play football and you know, people are granted extra years. And so I think that everyone there feels terribly for him, feels terrible. And so I, I think that, you know, they want to continue to show him support. Look, I, we were in a meeting and it was discussed. Drake May had mentioned he'd like to wear nine, number nine for the rest of the year. Like when I tell you that they were, um, that they feel so terribly for their teammates, I think that's why they want to continue to support them. And and you don't see it as a distraction at all. No, I mean, I listen. I do. I think that sometimes, like, it could maybe become a distraction of like, hey, why are you still talking about it? I mean, it could. I think that the feeling there is, um, it's important to be there for one of your teammates. I mean, I think that they would. I think that's just the sense that I that I got. Like when, when I tell you that people feel horribly for him, they feel horribly for him. Like it, like <laughs> it's not one of these things where it's just like ah, you know, he was dealt a tough hand, and you know, everyone's going to move on. That's not 
that's not how they feel about it. I mean, they feel like he really was wrong. I mean, look at Mac's statement. Look at Bubba mm-hmm. Cunningham's statement. Like, when do administrators and leaders, like, when do they go after the NCAA like that? They, they, they don't. They don't. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're talking with, with uh, ACC Network Analyst on the uh, Tim Hasselbeck on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Tim, I, I want to get you out of here, so just one more. Uh, up close and personal, last week you, you were on the call for FAU Clemson. Um, do you get the sense Clemson has figured out whatever they need to figure out and they're, and they're ready for the test of Florida State this week? You know, I do think they're ready for the test. Um, I think they're interesting in this way. I think they have an outstanding defense still. They have really good players at every level of their defense. Their linebackers are outstanding. Their corners are experienced. The defensive line is, is loaded with highly recruited guys um, that are productive. Uh, offensively, look, I think that they're – I don't think they have an elite back. I think they've got good backs. Um, I think they've got a young quarterback. I think he started only like six games so far. Mm-hmm. I think we feel like he's been there longer, but – you know, I think they still have a very inexperienced quarterback. And then where I think the biggest difference is, is, look, it's been wide receiver you, like littered with the Sammy Watkins and Hopkins and Justin Ross and guys like that. And Mike and, Williams and T. Higgins yeah, and, you can, and Hunter correct. Renfro, and you can go on and on. Yeah, and they don't have that right now. And they're looking for some young guys to emerge. They keep having guys that they think are going to be good get hurt, and that is, I think, the, the the missing piece to what's going on with them right now. Tim, we appreciate it. Have a great call this weekend for uh, for the North Carolina Pitt game, and hopefully we're able to catch up again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. The NC State fan base being rocked today. 11.30 a.m. Tweet comes from the NC State football team. It reads like this. Running back Jordan Houston will redshirt this season. He will finish academically this fall and graduate. We wish him all the best. Hashtag one pack, one goal. According to on3.com, shortly after that announcement was made, Houston did not appear on NC State's online roster. This is interesting. Jordan Houston was the starting running back. He was the leading returning rusher. He was one of the veterans this offense was expected to lean on, and it is a concern that he's on the way out. Now, now, let's look at what may have led to this. I noticed on the first drive against VMI, right? And by the way, when you're playing VMI and you're a skill position player, and you're a, a senior, you have seniority, you are the established player, maybe you haven't racked up the stats you wanted to through the first three weeks, you are expecting VMI to be like, hey, let me get mine game, right? If, if we're going to score 45 points, let me get a couple of those things. Well, I noticed an emphasis on the first drive against VMI to get Michael Allen the ball. Four consecutive plays with a touch. Carries. Catches. Michael Allen got the ball a lot. Mims has obviously worked his way into being the touchdown vulture, right? He's the big goal line back, short yardage back. So so that's another role Houston hasn't been occupying. And then Raphael had a ton of carries last week too. 16 carries. I wonder if all of that had anything to do with this. 
right? If if maybe Jordan Houston was looking into his senior year and said, hey, I want to be a little bit of a, a bell cow. I want I want to be out there in a whole bunch of different situations. And now that it's one of the more true running back by committees I've seen, like everybody's going to get a chance, maybe that, that had something to do with this. Now, again, we're, we're, we're inferring here, but it's strange when a player that is a leader, when a player that has good standing within the team, when a player that has ability and can help contribute, suddenly three games into a season and is like, actually, I'm going to redshirt, I'm going to graduate, and uh, I hope you wish me the best. You bring up a good point in that VMI game as far as it seemed like NC State's offense and Robert and I wanted to give the ball to Michael Allen a lot more. They made that an emphasis. On the first drive, he didn't finish with a ton of carries, but on the first drive, it definitely seemed like Michael Allen was the guy. Yeah, and it seems like for Ricky Houston, the storyline has always been the backup running back. He came in and had to sit behind Ricky Person, Mm. Bam Knight, I believe. Mm -hmm. And now this year, like you said, maybe he was expected to touch the rock a lot more. Finally my time. Yeah, finally my time to get some highlight plays, and it just hasn't gone that way so far in the first three games of the season. So maybe he's just thinking about what the rest of his college football future might look like, and maybe it's just not with – NC State, unfortunately. And, and again, who knows what the future holds? Sometimes you see this sort of thing announced and then changes of hearts can happen, so, so who knows? But if it stands, this is a blow to the explosiveness of the offense for NC State, right? Houston, Jordan Houston, the, the running back we're talking about who's, who's red-shirting and they're wishing him the best, uh, he was the number 54 athletic freak on Bruce Feldman's biggest athletic freaks list on theathletic.com. Uh, in all of college football this preseason, 54th most freakiest athlete in in all of college football. That's somebody who can help you build up your explosiveness. And by the way, this offense has been drastically lacking explosiveness uh, until, you know, like the second quarter against VMI. Against UConn, very little explosive plays for the offense. Against Notre Dame, very little explosive plays against the offense. Early on, we're talking like first and second series against VMI, very little explosiveness from the offense. Now, Jordan Houston might not be a workhorse. Maybe the size doesn't uh, add up to that. Maybe he's not as good between the tackles as someone like like, uh, Allen or Mims. But if I were to choose, right, if you gave me the opening day roster of the NC State Wolfpack and they said, hey, listen, we're going to run a screen to a running back and we're hoping to pick up a chunk. We're hoping to pick up 25. Who should we throw it to? My first choice is, is Jordan Houston. That doesn't mean he's best in every situation. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that he was, you know, God's gift to the running back room. But what I am saying is, he had a certain gear that we haven't seen from the other players. He might not be a workhorse, but there's there's at least the hope, uh, the, 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 there's, there's more of a hope that when he touches the ball, it could be a big play, and he's not going to be there anymore. Oh, by the way, he, he could catch some passes. You could split him out. I actually, went, after that first series, right, after that first drive um, where I was, I was totaling things up, okay, and I was uh, referencing that I noticed Michael Allen was getting the ball a bunch. I wrote it down in my notes. Let me let me let me actually bring him up here so we can uh, we can we can get it exactly. Maybe this is what it says because I I write in like shorthand. Maybe Houston in slot more. I was thinking right because these these wide receivers haven't had the, the especially this was prior to. Uh, you know, the, the the deep ball to Julian Gray and a few of the other explosive plays they had later on in the game. 
I was thinking the, the wide receiver room might have needed a jolt of electricity. And, and I was saying, hey, maybe put Jordan Houston in the slot more. If you, if you want to get the ball to Allen, if your short yardage back is going to be Mims, maybe put Jordan Houston in the slot more. Because I did not think this would be how things went. It's, it's I would say, very rare to expect a uh, contributor to, to up and decide to redshirt or have the team even. We don't know who made the decision here. Maybe the team decided, but that would be even more difficult to explain. Maybe the team told them, "Hey, you're going to redshirt. Uh, we're done with your services." But uh, you know, I don't. Th- I don't think the way the the offense has looked for NC State, you're telling everybody, anybody, that you're done with their services. Or maybe they were just expecting him to be okay with the role of, "All right, Jordan. You know, we know you've been here for a while because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been there since I want to say, 2018, 2019. I remember him first getting some reps against ECU when I believe this is his fifth year. Yeah, yeah it's his fifth season. And maybe they were just expecting him to be okay with the role of, hey, we might need just to move you down to third string running back. We got two guys in front of you that are just kind of being the work the workhorse right now. That, I mean, that's tough. <laughs> I, I that's if, what I'm saying. That's it's tough when it's your fifth year. If that is how it broke down, I don't necessarily blame uh, Jordan Houston for not reacting to that well. Um, however. I don't think the coaches would have put it that bluntly. It probably would have been like, we're going to change your role. We're going to have you doing this. It's, it's. I mean, with the the four-game redshirt, like this is a new thing, right? Players, coaches, everybody's putting themselves uh, first, and, and I believe they should, right? Look out for number one because no one else is going to. But like when I played, if you go back 10 years, if you wanted to redshirt, you would have had to decide – Prior to week one, you wanted to redshirt. You couldn't wait to find out what your role was, uh, and and then once you played, obviously you 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 burnt that redshirt. So then you're 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 in, uh, unless you have a, a major medical situation. So Jordan Houston redshirting, Jordan Houston being wished the best, according to on three, not being on NC State's roster. Though those things tell me that the future is is probably not going to include NC State and Jordan Houston hanging out together and then he'll he'll end up somewhere else next year with a year of eligibility maybe chasing the pro thing a year early there's there's a lot of different ways this could go but uh color me shocked when i read that tweet color me shocked